have a white Christmas. <laughs> hey, top of the day to you. It's Friday, TGIF. Friday morning, December 17th, when we are producing this podcast. I'm, my name is Mike. I'm, I'm the host of the FBTV podcast. And it's the holiday time. We've all been trying to get into the holiday spirit. And where I'm at, it's been kind of hard to do that because temperatures literally have been summertime-ish in the 80s, pushing 80, hot. And man, do you see all that uh, action? You know, the see Wednesday, Utah, they shut down their, I think it was Utah, wasn't it? They shut down the way stations because it was too windy. It was windy here too. Yeah, I think it was windy everywhere. We had winds here in Arkansas, where I'm at, up to 45 miles per hour. My wife, she has a, a, uh, I don't know, it's a tent, but they call it a greenhouse. And, uh, man, I'm not kidding you. Thought that thing was going to blow away, but uh, apparently we secured it pretty good, so it's still out there. Anyway... A lot of things going on. Lots of things going on. Matter of fact, we almost did not do a podcast this week. Yeah, we missed it last week, I know. i uh, just been in the holiday mood, trying to get everything set up, going like we needed to go, that kind of thing. You know, it's the holiday. You know, you get this time of the year, everything slows down, and you're just ready to celebrate, and, you know, just, I don't know. Christmassy, you know, let your wife have the remote, watch all the uh, Hallmark movies. <laughs> There's a ton of them. You know, that's a nice thing about Hallmark. I noticed that you got everybody. Well, what I'm getting at on the Hallmark channel, they make so many movies. You know, the actors actually kind of get a full time job, but I bet they don't get paid as much for those movies as they would some other type of a regular TV show or something. Sure, they get paid plenty, but that's my thing. If I was an actor, which I'm not, never aspired to be, the one time I did any acting, oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. It terrified me. I forgot half my lines, and it was a school play, and I was so embarrassed. But uh, hey, it, the, 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 probably the parents that were in attendance appreciated me forgetting the lines because it made that play so much shorter. <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, if I was an actor and that was my profession, I would not want to work here and there. I'd, 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 you know, hey, if you're passionate about something, you want to work. You know, you, you, you want to do that. And uh, anyway, so much for me talking. But it's Friday, TGIF, December 17th. Uh, hey, if you want to check out our website, you can do that, FreightBrokerTV.com. Matter of fact, we uh, topic today is going to be Q and A. Q and A all the way from Johannesburg, South Africa. Matthias, if you tuned in, yes, we're going to be answering your question today. We'll get to that a little bit later. If you ever uh, have a question or comment or even a message you want to send to us, you can do that on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Uh, go to the contact page, obviously. Or you can actually email me direct. I'll get it anyway. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Now, 
What is today? We are getting close to, well, one week from today, it's going to be Christmas Eve. And I would suspect most will be not working next Friday. And I noticed on my calendar (laughs) that, uh, okay, we got Christmas on Saturday. Then a week later, we got New Year's Day on Saturday. Then I noticed on my calendar that New Year's Day is going to be celebrated on January 3rd. And I I imagine what it means by that, that since nobody got off on uh, New Year's Day, they're going to be taking off Monday. That's going to be the official day off for the holiday. Don't know how that's going to work. Don't really care. Don't make a lot of sense to me. But hey, if you got to work and you get that time off, I guess you do care. But today, December 17th, it's Maple Syrup Day. I'm sure people in Vermont are celebrating, Canadians celebrating. I wonder how they celebrate Maple Syrup Day. Don't know. Ugly Christmas Sweater Day, I've got mine on. Boy, is it ugly. I wish you could see it. I should take a picture of it and put it on the website. But it's just too ugly. (laughs) It's Underdog Day. No, not the underdog we used to cherish so much on Saturday mornings. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's just little old me underdog. No, not that underdog. Underdog as in the underdogs. The ones that aren't expected to win, to prosper, to succeed. It's underdog day where we celebrate those individuals, those teams. It's a day just for them. Wright Brothers Day. Wright Brothers, the, the Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, Wright, as in flight. Today is their day as well. All right, fuel prices. Uh, diesel's down 2.5 cents this week, down to uh, 3.64 a gallon. Gasoline down 2.6 cents this week, down to 3.31 a gallon. Oh, and it was brought to my attention the last podcast. I did not apparently give you the answer to the impossible question. <laughs> the, and I do that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, it's just we get to the end of the podcast, and I'll, I'm always talking about the impossible question at the beginning, and by the time we get to the end, I've forgotten all about it. And uh, nobody tells me, hey, don't forget, don't forget. And I do. I need to put a big sign up here, post it on the studio wall. Okay, question uh, in the last podcast, according to women, the third most annoying thing about a man, lazy, a man being lazy, that annoys a woman. (laughs) Just one of many things I'm sure that annoys a woman. My selective hearing, uh, that's that's what my wife calls it, she... uh, think that annoys her. She accuses me of uh, hearing what I want to hear when I want to hear it. Anyway. Okay, today's impossible question. Okay, here you go. 70% of all sales of this are rung up during the month of December. 70% of all sales of this are rung up during the month of December. And if I remember, (laughs) I would divulge the answer to that impossible question before the end of the podcast. All right, let's talk about spot rates. We've got uh, other interesting things going on. You probably already heard. Where did I put it? I just, oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, the White House, the Biden-Harris administration, 
they have released their plan on how to get more drivers in the industry to help <laughs> solve the driver shortage problem, which will eliminate the uh, transportation issues, which, well, we'll talk about it in a moment. Um, if you're in the transportation industry, some of this, yeah, you're probably going to go, yeah, they should have done that a long time ago. But uh, they keep yelling driver shortage. I'm not saying there isn't, but there's always been a driver shortage. So that's what I'm getting at. But anyway, spot rates. Spot rates from last week. Van rates, the big winner, they're up 1.1% from last week. Flatbed down 0.1%. Uh, refrigerated freight down 0.5%. Spot rates from last month. Van rates are up $0.06 cents per mile, up to 298 Flatbed's pretty much flat, 303 a mile. And refrigerated rates, they're down two cents a mile, down to 342. 342 for refrigerated rates, still being the uh, the big winner as far as the uh, rates per mile uh, for the equipment types. Birthdays today, if you're having a birthday, happy birthday to you. You're a pretty good company. Richard Long, remember him. The name may sound familiar. But you just may not be placing the face. Well, uh, remember the TV show Big Valley. Big Valley. Richard was the attorney in the family. Jared. Jared Barclay. Eugene Levy. He's 75 today. Man, I like him. <laughs> he's been a, anytime he's in a movie, it's, 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 it's going to be comical. Uh, Paul Rogers of Bad Company. That's uh, where you probably know him from, the uh, original bad company. He's having a birthday today. Barry Livingston. Ah, another one that rings a bell, but you're not quite sure about. Yeah, it's Ernie. Ernie Douglas from My Three Sons. He's having a birthday today, so that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, what's going on in history today? History today. This is always interesting to me. That's why I always do it. Because, you know, I see stuff. Oh, wow, cool. How about that? Like, like this first point. Today is the day that uh, made, or the first one-way street regulation, the, the first one-way street happened today in history. Back in 1791, in New York City. 1791. How long ago was that? 220, 230 years ago, something like that, I guess. <sighs> I got to do my math. Two hundred and thirty years ago, I was right. Just what? Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, 1776, 17. I didn't take long <laughs> to need a one-way street to uh, help traffic congestion in New York City. 1843, Charles Dixon's, uh, Dickens' classic A Christmas Carol was published. And I didn't realize this, but in 1959, today in 1959, uh, was the first time a movie opens simultaneously in major cities. In other words, you know, they, 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 the release date coming in theaters, December, whatever, you know, one of those deals. 
The Budweiser rocket back in 1979 set the unofficial land speed record of 739 miles per hour. If you ever wondered why they sponsor stuff like this, this is it. Because here we are. Uh, how many years later? Uh, 40 some odd years later? 42 years later and we're still talking about Budweiser? Yeah, that's why, the, you know, you break that down into years and how many times the name's spoken and... That's where the advertising comes in. Apple's bringing back mask mandates for its stores. Woohoo! Just can't let this COVID thing go. I was listening to uh, Megan Kelly's uh, yesterday. She had a 29-year-old on there that was a athlete. He got the uh, booster, the second booster, and has had nothing but heart problems since. And according to him, a lot of the uh, doctors and people in medicine, they're trying to downplay it. Matter of fact, he said he went to Washington to be part of the uh, 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 team or group that spoke to senators and politicians and stuff. And uh, he said he never had a worse feeling in his life. It was like they didn't want to hear what he had to say or any of them. I don't know. You can pull up the Megyn Kelly thing. It's on a podcast. You can listen to it. It's from uh, yesterday, Thursday, December 16th. Kroger is eliminating paid pandemic-related leave and will charge $50 per month to employees that haven't got their shots. (laughs) The COVID keeps on giving, don't it? Two new Pop-Tart flavors, uh, Frosted Apple Fritter, Boston Cream. And here we go. Coming to uh, the meat section of your grocery store, low-carbon beef. Low-carbon <laughs> low carbon beef comes from cows that were raised with stricter greenhouse gas emission standards than traditional beef. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't know. It don't make any sense. Only, you know, what, what pops in my head, they've got, okay, they, they're doing something with the cows. They're keeping them far enough apart or something so they're not fluctuating as much and not having to inhale that fluctuation. (laughs) I don't know. DirecTV Stream and Satellite TV are raising their prices next month. Of course, it's on shortages. No, not really. It's going to be, they're blaming it on the uh, inflation. So it is what it is. Anyway, yesterday was a big day for the Biden-Harris administration. They uh, came out talking about uh, well, they've released their plan to uh, recruit drivers. First thing they want to do is reduce CDL barriers. FMCSA is going to provide over $30 million in funding to help states expedite CDLs. This should have been done a long time ago. In addition, FMCSA is sending all 50 states a toolkit. Benford toolkit. <laughs> Toolkit detailing uh, specific actions they can take to expedite licensing. And they will work hand-in-hand with states to address the challenges they are facing. The agency will also work to reduce any delays in issuing CDLs. Apprenticeships. Administration says it will kick off a 90-day challenge to accelerate the expansion of registered apprenticeships in the trucking industry. 
The White House said this 90-day challenge is a national effort to recruit employers interested in developing new registered apprenticeship programs and expanding existing programs to help put more well-trained drivers on the road in good trucking jobs. There also will be focus on recruiting military veterans to be truck drivers. This is the one that I've never, ever understood ever since I got into the uh, transportation industry. You can, you you learn how to drive a truck in the military, but you get out of the military, you have no CDL. Why do you not get a CDL while you're in the military? Why will the... Why is there not some type of a military CDL that should automatically uh, transfer over to a civilian CDL once you retire or exit the military? I've never understood that. You should be able to take your military CDL, walk into any DMV in the country, hand it to them, and boom, you've got a Class A. Now, I'm talking about Class A or whatever class that uh, license is for. The White House estimates there are about 70,000 veterans who have received certified trucking experience in the past five years. Okay, that's not a big number when you break it down considering the whole military, 70,000 in five years. What's that work out to? Divided by five, that's 14,000 a year. Uh, Still, that's 14. You know, if they got out of the military, they wanted to drive, they can walk right into a truck. I'll be honest with you, if I was the owner of a trucking company and I was able to hire a a military vet that drove a truck in the military, shoot you out, man. If anyone knows how to follow orders, somebody just out of the military, at least you would think that, right? The Driving Good Jobs Initiative. The U.S. DOT and U.S. Department of Labor announced an initiative that would be focused on the creation of listening sessions. They're going to create listening sessions Ooh, that engage drivers on how to improve the quality of trucking jobs. And I was uh, reading an article in Landline, and uh, the, uh, what's the name, Spence, Spencer, Todd, Spencer, John, Spencer, whatever, Landline, or OIDA. He uh, he says, pay them more. Pay them for those hours they got to sit waiting to be unloaded and loaded and all that fun stuff. Yes, there is time involved in that, and I agree with it, but, you know, it's always been part of the job. Actually, who should be forced to pay is the shipper or the receiver that is holding up the truck. But, man, when you start getting down into that barrel, you're going to be in so much goop, you're never going to get out of it. Kind of like the logbooks. They're still trying to figure that one out. You know, they started trying to change that, what, 20 years ago? But anyway, they almost got it right, but they don't. The ELDs, that, well, we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, And uh, the program will... The program is a driver compensation study and a task force uh, to investigate predatory truck leasing programs. Okay, now they, they, that sounds like uh, they are going to go after lease purchase. And uh, honestly, I know there's horror stories out there about lease purchase programs. 
I, I know it. I get it. And yeah, they 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 are out there. But it gives somebody wanting to be an owner operator real life experience. They can learn if they want to take that step or not. Yes, it's costing them money, but if they're handling it right. They're making more money than they would be as a company driver. Predatory truck leasing programs. I, I know even when I was driving, I was in lease purchase. That's how I got started. But the nice thing about a lease purchase, if it's not for you, you can walk away from it. No ding on your credit. It's done. No big deal. Now, if you quit your job, you don't take the truck with you, obviously. But uh, I know there's success stories out there, too, where people have actually hung out, paid off their truck, and got the title. More times than not, though, eh, not so much. But my point, it, it gives drivers that want to become owner-operators a chance to really get the experience on how to own and operate their equipment. You know, they learn how to do it. They learn that they've got to know how much that truck is costing them per mile. Once they start getting that knowledge, that experience, it's just going to help them be better drivers down the road. In the next 90 days, the DOT and DOL, Department of Labor, plan to deliver a comprehensive action plan aimed at improving the trucking profession. Can't wait for that one. Now, going back to uh, something I found talking about uh, vets, every year, according to one White House official, every year roughly 200,000 service members transition to civilian life. And over the last five years, 70,000 veterans left the service. That's what I was telling you a moment ago with military trucking experience. This is an incredible opportunity to do right by our vets and strengthen the trucking workforce at the same time to ensure they are seamless paths to these opportunities for vets. I've always been curious about that. Why? I mean, honestly, why has somebody not done that years ago? Because they didn't care. That's why. They didn't care. Now, you know, I'll tell you, somebody else is really just thrilled to death about all this are these truck driving schools. You know, I see them popping up in articles all over the Internet. You, you know they're excited. Because I guarantee you there's going to be some type of a... Uh, loan program, financial aid for people wanting to learn how to drive a truck coming from the federal government, that will probably not have to be repaid or it's like it is now or has been uh, where if you get hired by the trucking company, you got to work for that trucking company X amount of time and they'll pay your uh, tuition. People going to a truck driving school, if they understand what that truck driving school is, and what it's supposed to do, all, all, all a truck driving school is doing is teaching you how to drive, how to downshift, how to upshift, how to uh, back a trailer, things like that, so you can pass your CDL test, basically. You don't become a truck driver till you get out there on the road experiencing real life. That's when you become a truck driver. 
that time on the road with the trainer. I know when I had my trainer, he drove me nuts. I mean, this guy, oh my gosh. It, and I think probably a lot of drivers have started out with a trainer. They've all, we, we've all had that kind of experience. One, you're in a truck with somebody you don't know. You don't know what's going on. Uh, they're on your tail every second of the day. They're sloppy. Mine had a thing for uh, lot lizards, believe it or not. I can't tell you the number of times. I was woke up in the middle of the night and asked to stand outside by the trailer while a, uh, he was entertained by a lot lizard. <laughs> How about that, right? Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll have to watch that, see how it all works out. Yes, I think the military vets coming into the industry, I think that's the best thing they could do. Giving somebody the opportunity, you know, coming out of the military that knows how to drive a truck, put them behind the wheel. Give them the CDL. Give them a CDL, Class A, if they've got experience, certified experience, driving in the military. Let them get behind the wheel. Set them with the trainer for a few weeks. Make sure they know what they're doing before you turn them loose. But anyway. All right. What else? Well, I, you know, I got a lot of stuff to talk about here. A lot of stuff, but uh, about used up all our time. Need to get to the Q&A. Matthias down in Johannesburg, South Africa. Thank you so much for uh, contacting FBTV. Your question, I want to start as a freight broker agent. How best can you help me on that one? Well, Matthias, I know you're in South Africa. I don't know the rules about brokering in South Africa. But I do know there are people in other countries that broker freight in the United States. You know, with technology today, it really doesn't matter where you are. Now, I'm a consultant for Taltoa. I'm a lead consultant for Taltoa. And yes, I've trained people all over the world how to be a broker because they had been contracted to work as an agent for a company based in the United States. You know, they get a telephone. They set the telephone up to, uh, you know, a uh, VOIP phone, voice over internet protocol, like Ring Central or, well, there's a bunch of them out there where you plug the uh, telephone into your router, and voila, you know, Skype even, you know, pretty much does that. You know, Skype's a lot better than it used to be, but uh, still not sure if Skype's the way you want to go for business, but uh, there is plenty of services out there to do that. Main thing is, is learning how to broker freight. You know, I don't care. I, I, well, I, you know, for the most part, I don't care what where you're at, the way you broker freight, the process is going to be the same. Got to get a customer. You've got to get a load. Got to find a truck to move that load. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. But there's a lot of details that go into that because you want the load picked up on time, transported safely, and de delivered on time. Okay. Uh, best thing you can do is get training. That's that's where you want to start. Again, if uh, again, I don't know the rules or the laws, the regulations for transportation in South Africa. But uh, I'm I'm sure they've they've got something. If you're wanting to broker freight in the U.S., well, you know you're going to have to find a company to do that. Now, Taltoa, the company that uh, I'm a lead consultant for, we uh, train people how to become a freight broker, how to work as a freight broker, how to uh, work as a freight broker agent. 
we uh, train people that have had no experience in the past. We train people that are coming out of the truck that do have experience. We've even trained freight brokers that have gone through other training programs and came out of other training programs after spending a lot of money and really had no idea what to do. Got to be careful on that. The uh, We go through it, all the essentials. We, we have what we call our essential training. That's where we are. Well, we start out training you how to find potential customers, how to make the sales call, how to respond, how to calculate rates, how to negotiate the whole nine yards from actually getting the customer all the way through delivery of the load, including legal and contracts. That's all going to be included in the training. Now, um, now with our programs, uh, what we have at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A, if you'd like to look, look at the uh, website and learn more about our company. But at T-A-L-T-O-A, Taltoa, we have consulting packages. We consult brokers all over the country. but. Uh, we have consulting packages that include the essential training for working day-to-day as a freight broker. Now, when you look at those packages, you're going to see that we do have placement, guaranteed placement. That guaranteed placement is into our mentorship program. Our mentorship program is where you are able to complete your training and contract through us to work under a licensed broker. Now, the licensed brokers that participate in the mentorship program, they are our clients. Freight brokerages that we consult. They have chosen to participate in our mentorship program to give new agents a leg up, to give them the opportunity to be working under a licensed broker through us. In other words, we're overseeing everything you do. Everything goes through us. In other words, we're taking all the responsibility for what you do under that broker's license. We're making sure you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure you're, you're doing everything correctly, here to ask or answer questions, make recommendations, provide assistance however you might need it. Now, you've got to do the work. We're just here as your support team. The idea behind the mentorship program is to give you the opportunity to become operational as a freight broker agent, gaining the experience and building your customer base. So that way, when your mentorship program concludes, you're able to go out here and start your own brokerage or get a contract direct with the freight brokerage company as a freight broker agent. That's what it's designed to do. It's not designed to be a full-time career, a job. It's to give you the opportunity to take that next step. Now, once you exit the mentorship program, that's when your consulting period starts. And your consulting period and mentorship periods are going to be anywhere from three months to a year, depending on the package you choose. All that information is on our website, taltoa.com. Now, Matthias. You are out of the country. Now, the way we operate at Taltoa with uh, clients that are outside of the United States, we can obviously not put you in the mentorship program. Okay. But if you're able to get a company that you can contract to direct, yes, absolutely. You can get the consulting and you'll be eligible for the training as far as that goes as well. Keep in mind, as an agent, you are your own business. You are it. 
if you're uh, in the States, what that means is you're going to be 1099. End of the year, you will get a 1099 showing your earnings. No, no, uh, no tax is going to be withheld. You are your own business. Anyway, Matthias, I hope that helped you out a little bit anyway. In the Did You Know department, <laughs> when you're going through a drive through at a fast food joint, three minutes, 45 seconds. That's the average wait. <laughs> Kids say their singing is the worst thing about being in the car with their parents. So mom and dad don't sing to the songs while you're in the car. FedEx in the news. A North Carolina FedEx driver is accused of dumping a truckload of packages into the woods behind an apartment complex in Greenville, North Carolina. Police said a woman in the area watched as the driver parked his truck and dumped dozens of packages in the woods. I mean, this guy, <laughs> she watched him take packages out of the truck, walk into the woods, and place them all over the place, hiding them. Anyway, she got all the information. Uh, got the uh, description of the driver, license plate, FedEx on the side of the truck. I'm sure that was big help as well. They were able to uh, arrest the driver. He was charged with lar larceny and littering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of uh, Newman. Newman. You know, Seinfeld. How he had rented the storage, or, or did he borrow Jerry's? I don't remember, but uh, stashed all those letters, didn't want to deliver them. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, edition, this uh, SBTV podcast. It's the weekend, TGIF. Go have a have a good weekend next week, Christmas week. Yes, the plan is to be doing a podcast next week. We'll be here again. That's the plan anyway. Anyway, go have a, a good weekend. And uh, unless, of course, you've made other plans, we'll talk to you next week. Take care.